we never know what people are fighting. And uh, if we aren't careful, we become judgmental out of our perspective. If we aren't careful, we can become judgmental out of our perspective. I know. Y'all don't. Pastor, I thought this was supposed to be a good one. He's already starting off. It's just life. If I don't, if I don't provoke something in your spirit, I ain't doing my job. I got to get you twisted in your seat every once in a while. Well, we've been on this series of come up here, and the more I get into this, the more I'm challenged. And uh, I hope that you're being challenged as well. Um, we're going to try to end this series today. I don't, I don't know. I've got something else working, so we'll just see what happens. But if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 17. We'll start at verse 8. And I'm going to read a couple portions of this Scripture, and I'm going to come off of the Scripture and put some things behind it, and then we'll catch back up to it again. But This is nothing new to y'all. I probably didn't even have to tell y'all I was going to do that. I don't get to read through Scripture anyway before I have to stop. But Exodus chapter 17 and verse 8. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out, fight with Amalek. Now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get inside of this account. All right? I don't want you just to hear my words. I want you putting yourself in the midst of this. Because if truth be known, each and every one of you right now. There's been an enemy that came to your house and is warring against you. And whatever that war is, God is releasing a word this morning to let you know how this is going to happen and what needs to take place. I entitled this message this morning, Where the Battles Are Won. Where the Battles Are Won. See, most of you think that your battle is won in the fight. It's, it's, it's there, it's won as you're, as you're competing against it and as you're trying to not let it prevail against you and you're constantly swinging and slinging. That's not the case. I mean, it's, it's good to know too that <laughs> Moses, he said, man, here come Amalek. <laughs> He said, Joshua, would you go and you, you go grab some men, would you? And, and, and y'all go fight them. Isn't it nice to know that you can have some people fight some battles for you? Oh, I knew that would get y'all excited because, see, as Christian people, man, we love it when people fight things for us because we don't want to have. See, I done set you up. 
I sucked you up like a Hoover vacuum. I pulled you right on up in the middle of this. Because it's, man, it's exciting to know that, man, we've got somebody that is in prayer for us and they're fighting. There's only a problem with that. Even though they are fighting, the battle is still with you. Come on. you, Come on. Okay, let me help you. I need to stay on these. I'm telling you, this is a 3 o'clock thing if I don't. You go to church, man, or you make that phone call. You, you call somebody that you know is a prayer warrior that won't just say, praying for you, sister, praying for you, brother, and go eat chicken and forget about you. You call the people that you know that is on their face. Man, that when they said that they go fast with you, they broke it down and they made the dog fast. They, they've got everybody in the household set everything aside and you are their priority right now because they know you're in a battle and they want to help you win. Man, it's great to know that. But you wake up the very next morning. And the pain and the hurt and the anger and the torment is still there. Man, it's nice to know that you got prayer words. And I'm saying don't, don't, don't not have them. Get them on your side. It's good to have them on your side, but I'm just letting you know this morning that that's not where your battles are won. Even though the fight is in the valley, the battle's won on the mountain. You can fight all day in the valley, but if you give up on the mountain... wonder how many of us in here this morning have people fighting for us. It's good to have that. But is that what you're relying on? Are, are those people that you've selected, you hand chose... Are you really putting your faith in them? To fight a battle that they can't win. Listen, brother, sister, I can't I can't bring you happiness and joy. I can't get rid of your enemies. I can't get rid of the depression. I, I, can't, I can't get rid. There's not a magic wand, even though Moses, well, we'll get to that, but he grabbed the, the, the staff of God, the, the rod of God. Even though there's one, it's not a magic rod. It's not just something he, man, if that'd be the case, we'd all walk in this life worry-free. We wouldn't have a problem Some of us have others that's standing in the gaps and lifting up in prayer on our behalf and yet our flesh is still 
struggling. We're still trying to get past it. Oh, we'll lie. We'll lie to the ones praying for Brother, sister, man, I'm blessed and I'm doing great. Wonderful. Everything is just peaches and cream and they hang the phone up and you cussing cats and throwing dogs and still struggling with anger and frustration and Oh, it's nice to know that you've got somebody fighting for you. If only there was a path. Man, if only there was a path that we could walk that would take us out of the valleys that we're in. What if I told you this morning that there is such a path. Would you take it? Check your heart this morning. If, if I told you there is such a path that would weave you right on through your trials, right on up to the top of the mountain, would you take it? Or would you look at it and go, man, that's steep right there. I don't, I just don't know if I didn't bring my climbing rope. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the spikes in my shoes. I, I can't, man, my chalk bag's empty. If you ain't never climbed rocks or know what people thought, they're always dipping their hand in chalk so they can grip the rock when they're climbing rocks. So my, my, my chalk bag's empty. Not that I climb rocks. I don't. I, I'm out. But there is such a path. And I'm going to give you the name of that path, and it's Ephesians 6.12. That's the name of your path. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, Hosts, plural, of wickedness in heavenly places. I need you to understand this morning that the battles that you face can be won only if you're using the correct weapon. Can't take a knife to a gunfight. You can. Chances are you're going to lose. But we got to learn to take the correct weapon into warfare because if we don't, we're going to be fighting valleys or battles in our valleys forever. John 18 36. This is. Jesus kind of crept in here on this little sermon and, and he wanted to put his little, uh, his, his two cents in here. So I, I, I let him throw it right on up in the middle of it because we can learn a lot from him. And he said, my kingdom, this is when he's being questioned by Pilate. And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants 
would fight. So that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But, now my kingdom's not from here. Jesus is telling us that what we are fighting for, what, what is it that you're fighting? Maybe I need to back that up. What is it that you're fighting for? Are you fighting for the hopes of your prosperity? Are, are you fighting for the hopes of, of this to go right in your life or this man to enter into your life, this woman, this job, this, this, this? this? Is that what our fight is about? Because most of the time, if I pulled you all up here and spoke to you privately, I bet you I could find out that over 90% of you have a fight, but it's in the flesh and your constant battle your constant distraction in life is that what you're fighting for and you're constantly fighting for it but it's in the valley of what you're fighting for you've got to understand something Jesus is saying the things that we are fighting for the things that we should fight for are not of this world they're temporary everything that you can get your hand on will bring you temporary happiness it will bring you temporary stress free life it will bring you temporary healing but everything that we are to fight for or we are to be fighting for in the kingdom that Jesus is speaking of right here I'm not from this world I'm, I'm, I'm in a different realm the things that I'm standing here in front of you and fighting for isn't I'm not fighting for the kingdom that you so serve I am fighting for a kingdom that is not of this world it's of a different realm. What are you fighting for? Where's your focus? How much, how much of life are you going to allow inside the realm of the kingdom that God has already set up for you? Only to bring you destruction. The kingdom is a it's a spiritual place. The, the, the Bible referenced the kingdom as this. It's, it's a place where we find righteousness and peace and joy. That's the kingdom. That, that should be the priority of our battle. But too many of us, we would much rather fight We would much rather fight for a relationship that was never meant than to fight for the peace of the one that we're in. Oh, come on, church. See, Jesus, Jesus understood this. He, he knew that what he was fighting for wasn't here, and, 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 and he, he just couldn't explain it, but he knew it. That's why he didn't fight his battle from the valley that he was in. <laughs> but he would rise and go up. And it's there his battle was won. See, he, he took a stance for something that you and I have long forgotten. We have forgotten this is about God. It's not about you. We have forgotten it's about the kingdom. It's not about our home here on this earth. You can live in a cardboard box. You don't believe me? Walk the street. You'll find them. But we'll fight 
for a home. We'll fight. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not, look, the pastor, he didn't go on again. Y'all be writing notes and stuff. Some of you women will roll out your lipstick and put a note on my door. Pastor, you better leave us alone. But the only way that we can experience what Christ is talking about here is by coming up here. If our constant battle, if, our, if we believe that our constant fight is in the valley of life, we'll never be victorious. We'll never win. If it's always fighting against this person or that person, you're not going to win. Did you forget that we talked about it? I don't know if it was Wednesday or Sunday. My days run together. But we, we, we were talking about how God is so in tune with, with making ways for us to have a, a prosperous life. The enemy is just as much going against us as God is going for us. And the moment we take our eyes off of the kingdom, the moment that we make a decision to stay in the valley and fight, I believe that what we desire and what we search for in this world even today and in most of our own lives, it's not going to be able to satisfy you physically. What you fight for in the physical and even gain, you still are not happy with what you have. I would say that the majority, most probably all, woke up this morning inside of a nice shelter. Probably had a cat or two running around or a dog or five running around. And we just made our way through our little comfortable home because mama set the thermostat. But yet you're not happy with what you have. Come on, talk to me, church. Come on, you, you can walk through your house and you go, you know, I wish that we probably, come on, me and Debbie are doing it already. Bought the house, we said we're done. We're done. And what are we doing? Playing around the house. Well, let's change it. Let's put, let's make, let's do. We're never satisfied because what we seek for here is only temporal. What's found in our natural only survives for a season, but what is found in the spiritual is for eternity. What's your battle? What are you fighting for? What is it you so desire? See, man, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. If we was to fight with a relationship with God as much as we fight with a relationship with our car or our house or our finances or our health or our marriage or our dogs or cats, if, if we would fight, if we would fight half as much 
for the relationship with God as we pour into everything else of this world, we would be twice as far along. But we're so distracted of the things that cannot bring a peace. Moses goes on to say, tomorrow, we're still in verse 9. <laughs> he says, tomorrow, I, I'll stand on the top of the hill <laughs> with the rod of God in my hand. See, Moses, Moses knew something. Mo Moses, Moses knew something. <laughs> He knew that if this battle was going to be won, it would have to be won from the mountaintop. <laughs> God, please hear me this morning. You'll, you'll, you'll find that if, you, if you'll take the time outside of church and read the Word, if you'll, if you'll read through and exhaust the life of Moses, you'll find that Moses became very acquainted with the mountain of God. Moses, Moses, his ministry started on the mountain with God. Y'all remember, right? Walking, walking by the burning bush, do some research, do some looking. That burning bush was located on Mount Horeb. It's the place where God speaks. Come on, you got, you got to get in your Bible. You've got to read. And he, that's where he started. That's his beginning of his relationship with God was on a mountain. Oh, even as they was drudging through the deserts, they went to Mount, they went to Elam, which was a, it was a mountainous terrain there was mountains everywhere and that was where God brought them across the 12 wells when they were thirsting remember they, they it was right when they found the bitter water remember it was the bitter water and, and then and then God they they ushered them right on along and they found 12 wells they found a bunch of palm trees Moses got his commandments our commandments, what told us how dirty and filthy we were without God. Those commandments, the law from the mountain. If you read on through, they believed that it was Moses came down and spoke with Jesus. Moses and Elijah, remember? On the mountain. Imagine, man, if we could get in our mind as simple as they've made it right here. Anytime God was speaking to Moses, he was on a mountain. Anytime that Moses needed God, he went to the mountain. He's got to get up away from where he is. He can't live in the valley of life. Because those are where the battles are fought. Moses wasn't interested in fighting battles every day of his life. Moses, Moses wanted to reach the promised land. And he knew the only way that I'm ever going to get into this is, God, if I can come up from where I am and meet with you.
We're going to win our battles. We too are going to have to go to the mountain. We're going to have to come up here. We, 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 you, you got to stop. Stop fighting the battles in your valleys. Do you understand what takes place when you're in the valley fighting? All you see is what you're fighting. That's all you see because you're surrounded. By, oh my goodness. Oh, he said, God, open up his eyes that he can see there's more for us than against us. See, when we're in the valley, we look around and all we see is a mountain. We don't get the proper perspective because we're living in the valley of life and we're constantly fighting our battles down here when God the whole time is saying, come up here. See, if we could ever get out of the valley of life and make our way to the mountain of God, if we could ever get to the top, God will give us such a perspective over life that everything that happens down here is of no worries. But we're tied. Man, we, we are so tied to what we fight. My God, people let go. It's not... It's not worth my sanity. Dennis, I can't win. I'm not going to win. I can't, the Bible says I'm not going to change people. Only God can change the heart of man. Why do I keep fighting them? Why can't I just let go? Get to the mountain. Let's win the battle. Let's stop fighting the wars. Let's win the battle. can't keep wandering around in this wilderness of despair and these valleys of defeat and I mean we're dredging in, 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 in swamplands of, of fear and despair because we won't get to the mountain man we, we like it where we are that's why we spend so much time there Maybe it's because you just enjoy the phone calls so that somebody can say, hey, how are you? And, and then you can just puke on them. Oh, woe is me. You wouldn't believe, Ethel, what juice done. Can you believe? I was getting my hair did. Oh. We're called to a higher ground in him. And it's when we come to him we find our victories. It's when we come to him we overcome. When, when will we stop? When, 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 when's the chase done? This world and this life and this people have nothing to offer me. Why are we so bent 
in wrestling against flesh and blood. And he, he took up that rod, that, that, that rod of God. That's, boy, that was a bad stick. But he snatched a hold to that baby and said, right here, here, here. Well, let's, let's go ahead. In verse 10, we've only got seven more to go, seven more verses, y'all. I mean, and I'm trying to break it down. We got two parts in some verse. You'll be all right. So jo- Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Naaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Here, let me save you some time. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone, they put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And as his hands were steady until the going down of the sun, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. If you'll hang with me this morning and allow me to present this a little different than just Moses, Aaron, and her, I'd like to present them in metaphorically. And I'd like to say that Moses in this particular account represents the body, the flesh. And the soul being represented by her and the spirit being represented by Aaron you know, it's, it's hard on us when we are in a place and we're fighting a battle in the valley. It's hard to get our flesh to agree with our spirit. See, the Bible says that the spirit is willing, <laughs> but the flesh is weak. Y'all remember that, right? That's when... Jesus walked out and, you know, the boys, you know, <laughs> you know, the boys, the sons of thunder, and they were sleeping. And he said, guys, listen, really? I mean, the spirits will. And, and it's just like us. I mean, come on. Man, you, listen, if you're any portion of a Christian, if you just got the CH in your life, you don't even have to have it all. If you just got the C-H, you want to do better. <laughs> you want to do better in the Spirit. Because you got the Spirit of Christ in you. See, that Spirit's drawing you. He, he wants you to do better. He wants you to, to live the life of the kingdom. He wants you to be able to participate in what you have. Tommy said it one day. He was going to ask for his inheritance early. We got it. Yeah. 
Do you hear me? You, I know y'all so tied up on just getting to heaven, you think that's your inheritance. Because it's what we've been taught for all of our life. And we got an inheritance early. But we don't recognize it. Man, we can't get our flesh to side with our spirit for 10 minutes. We can't get it. One day a week, we can't get it. I need to break that down. You won't even come to church. But, mm -mm. stop. Boy, I'm, telling you, I'm so hot on the collar right now about what we do for God and what we don't do for God. It's driving me nuts. Can I tell you that God is your number one priority? Amen. Nothing else. We can't even give him one day of our life. Yeah, I'm getting on that soapbox. We can't give him one day. Sorry. Not sorry. See, we were created body, soul, and spirit. Our body is a place where our soul and our spirit can abide while being on this earth. We just got this earth suit, this flesh thing. And it's temporary. You know, this body won't make it to heaven. It's not going. <laughs> Bible says I get a new one. Excuse me while I... <laughs> And see, our flesh is controlled by our soul and our spirit. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your spirit or his spirit, your flesh is controlled by it. I know, you was going to try to test me on Well, if it was controlled by the spirit, then that would, you got your spirit, you got his spirit, which one you living by? I can tell you which one you live in by by watching what you do in the flesh. Uh oh. Boy, y'all get quiet. There'll be some scuttle button today after church. They'll be behind. Don't let nobody, David, get around the water fountains. Tell them it's closed off. They are closed off, actually, taped off. Our soul is, is our mind. It's a, this is what encompasses our will and our emotion. And our soul should be controlled by our spirit. See, you shouldn't be emotionally led through life because your emotions ebb and flow. <laughs> okay, I'll help you. You woke up this morning and your husband didn't do something or your wife said, and at that moment you didn't love them. Mm-hmm. All right. Just making sure that I can keep you here with me. The spirit, th this, this is our eternal life. This is, this is what we should be living by and under the rule of. But see, it's, uh, 
It'll live forever. But it's going to be up to you where. See, everybody blames God. You can't blame God. He didn't create hell for you. He created earth for you. Read the Bible. Stop throwing that stupid gospel that you sling out from behind pulpits. That's incorrect. It's not true. He did not create hell for you. See, our spirit lives forever. He wants us to live with him. Many will choose to live in hell forever. See, y'all think being married for 20 or 30 years is forever. Wait until forever really comes. And there ain't no divorce. Ooh. You got to stay married to that thing forever. And ever. And ever. And when right, right when ever gets it, it's ever and ever. See, this is our driving force. This, is, this should be what dictates how we live our lives and actually is what dictates how we live our lives, whether it's for the good or for evil. But how many of you know there's that constant battle with us? We, we can't, man, if we could get these three things to agree. Maybe that's why God just puts so much of an emphasis on three. He said, man, if I can get your mind, your will, and your emotion, your soul, and your spirit, and your flesh, if I could get you to get all three of them in line and come to the mountain of God, you'll probably be more victorious in the battle. But see, we, we have this problem. We, we might even crawl to the top of the mountain in our flesh. We might even get up there. <laughs> but our spirit is praying against our fight. You know what I'm talking about. God, you better fix my husband. You better got my children. This woman that you get. See, this is, man, I love looking at this like this, man. It just kind of sprung on me. And I mean, here's Moses, his flesh, representing our flesh, what we do on a daily. And he knew enough in him to take the rod of God. He was going to get God's power and his authority. And the, and the only way that we're ever going to be able to grab, we've got to be in total agreement. Three strand, not easily broken. Here's, you'll, you'll get it, I promise you. He's grabbing Aaron and he's grabbing her and they're going to the mountaintop. We're going we're gonna to do that. We, we have to do this. It's the only way we're going to win. We've got to get to the mountain of God. And my will my mind and my emotions, her, 
and my spirit, Aaron, need to go with Moses, flesh, get together, one mind and one accord. One mind and one accord. If, if we could just, do you imagine the glory that would fall on our life if we could get into We're just, we, we, we stay fighting within ourselves. We want to go, but we don't. I said it once before that we, we love what the Word does for us, but we don't like what it does to us because it requires you to change. It requires you to be humble and obedient. Uh-oh. There's a bad word. But see, our flesh, and it shows even here with Moses that even though we made it to the mountain, man, we made it. I'm not saying you're not going to fight. You're going to have to fight. I would just rather fight from a higher place because I can see you coming. I'd rather fight from a higher plate, but that doesn't mean your flesh ain't going to get weak. See, the longer you fight, the weaker your flesh becomes. Anybody, does anybody know what I'm talking about? You just get tired and you want to quit. You want to give up. You want to stop. You want to walk away. You want to throw in the towel. You want to ring the bell. That's why we have to make sure that our spirit and our soul is strong because it's by those two that our flesh will walk. It's by those two that our flesh will listen and do what it is that God would ask us to do because our strength, if our strength comes from our spirit and comes from our soul. They, they knew that the flesh couldn't handle it, so they reached out and, they, and somebody better listen to this. They grabbed a stone and slid it under Moses and said, Now, Moses, set your flesh on the rock. <laughs> you got to learn to rest on him. They didn't put him on a log. Your flesh will never find peace in yourself. Wood represents flesh. They, come on, gee, God's better than that, man. He wrote this thing. He's way better than that. He said, I know your flesh is weak. But your spirit's willing. And your soul's willing. They're with you. And see, as long as I can keep them lifted. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Do we give up, man, just because we're tired? Or do we get back where we're supposed to get? And we get in here and we begin to build our spirit. Because see, and see, man, I love God. He says, you don't even have, don't, don't worry about strengthening your soul and don't worry about strengthening your flesh. 
If you'll just get your spirit right, because your spirit will strengthen everything else. Your, your spirit, because out of... <laughs> The righteous will walk by faith, not by sight. How do we get faith? By the hearing of the Word of God. If we'll stay in here, our faith becomes stronger. Our spirit man is lifted. And as long as our spirit is lifted, we can control our soul. But if your spirit is weak, and your soul is strong, you're going to make wrong decisions. Her going to say, Moses, look, man, after we didn't cross the Red Sea and went through all, I'm tired. I can't go up that mountain with you today. I'm tired. I tell you what, why don't you go? Let me get some rest, and I'll catch up with you. That's how most of us operate. Come on. I'll go to church today and listen to the word, but I don't want to put it into action until Tuesday because Monday we already had plans with the girls. Come on, church. If we can strengthen our spirits so that it may dictate to our soul and then our soul and our spirit come together and hold up our flesh. You'd be surprised what you can overcome. But you're fighting out of something that loses strength. The longer you fight, the weaker you're going to get. And if your spirit and your soul is not strong, you're going to lose. Would y'all listen? Did Nothing that we're fighting for should tend to our flesh. Nothing. The Bible says it like this. If I get my reward from you, the Bible says you can just go ahead and say that you got your reward. I'm sorry, but your pat on my back ain't worth it to me. Keep it. Just keep it. There's a bigger reward. See, y'all know I'm just, I'm that spoiler alert. You know I come against religion. You're, I'm not talking about the reward that you think in boxes of blessings are stacked up and you're going to get stuff. Your reward is righteousness, peace. You, you, oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. One day it's going to happen and you're going to realize that, wait a minute, what happens even if I get this? What happens if I even get this job? What happens if I close this deal? Am I satisfied? Or I'm going to go try to do another one? 
try to do another one. But see, once I find righteousness and peace and joy, everything else is added. Are y'all with me? Seek first. What is the kingdom? It's righteousness. It's peace. And it's joy. If I'll fight for those three things. If I'll fight. If I'll fight this week for the kingdom. Okay. Spoiler alert. Don't be fighting for the kingdom just so you can get your thing. God will not be manipulated, Jezebel. You better watch your prayers that cross your lips. The Bible even warns us you better be careful not to break covenant with God. You better read your word. Because a lot of you are praying, God, if you'll just give me this man... I don't know why I keep going. God, if you'll just give me this man, I promise I won't. Come on, y'all ain't never been there? Come on, all of y'all ain't been saved from a wound. <laughs> Hugging the porcelain. God, God, if you if you help me make it through this, I promise I'll never pop another pop. Help. Come on. You've been there. God, if you'll just help me with this. I promise, God, if you'll let me stop this, I I promise. You better be careful. He don't like you breaking covenants. Pastor, was doing so good until you meddled. We've got to learn how to rest in our flesh and allow the soul and the spirit to bring us to victory. Don't let, don't, don't let your vision be limited. See, this is what happens to your faith. Now hear me. This is what happens to your faith. You continuously fight in the valley of life exactly where God doesn't want you to fight from. And when you lose the battle, you blame God and your faith is weakened. Are you with me? Come on. How do you think people, how do you think people, and I don't, I don't like the word fall away from Christ or that I don't fall into sin. I don't like that. Because falling indicates that you're doing it out of control. You got every, hey sinner, you got every bit of control to not sin when you ask Christ into your heart because he releases the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit breaks the bonds of slavery to sin. So you have a choice, don't, I'm, I'm, see I'm not the guy. See, I can say that stuff and be free in it because I'd have been there, done that, and got a trunk of shirts. We probably got department stores of shirts. 
forgot where I was going with that, but I'm, I'm coming back. I ain't done. I'm coming back. They said, whoa, chicken. That's right there. Nope. We turned the heat down a little bit. We got to let it simmer. Slow cooking. You can't. Never mind. Where was that? Come on. See, that's what happens, man, when you're upside here. It's that thing will go ding, ding, and you're gone. And you got to wait for a minute, and it'll come back around. Your faith weakens. Look at the people. Look at the people across the board. Let's use, can we use COVID? Let's use COVID. Let's use COVID. Because see, if we fight COVID from where COVID is, All you're going to see is COVID. Pastor, where's COVID? Oh, it's all over the television and newspapers. Grab one. That's where you go fight it from. I ain't seen a glimmer of hope. I said, I stop. I don't want to hear about it no more. Don't want to see it no more. I ain't interested. Done. I'm out. Gone. Bye. I'm not fighting my battle from down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome and I'm going to win my battle, but we're going to make it to the mountain of God to do that. We can't do it from down here. Because if I'm doing it from down here, uh-oh, somebody I know just got it. Uh-oh, our faith. Come on, your, your faith is getting chewed away at like a little mouse in your wall. It's getting chewed away. And every little bit of faith that comes off, man, there's more fear growing. Fear is like a mold. It'll just start just over here, and the next thing you know, you eat up, buddy. It's, that's with anything in your life. If you're fighting your battle, thank you, Jesus. If you're fighting whatever battle it is in your life, if you're fighting that battle from where the battle lives, you're not going to win. Because eventually, it's going to eat away at your faith. You're not going to be able to see the things that God wants for you. I've been told a long time ago, if you can get it here first, you can have it here. If you can get it here, you can have it here. If you don't believe, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm trying to get you out before three. I crunched a couple verses. Our battles may be fought in the valleys, but they're not going to be won. Unless we're on the mountaintop. Battles may be fought in the valleys, but they're won from the mountaintop. And I worded that from instead of on. Because you're not always going to be on top. Reality is, yeah, you're sick. 
Reality is, yeah, you got a problem. Reality is, yeah, there's an issue. There's a battle. There's a war. There's a fight. The reality is there's an adversary against you. That's reality. Not going to win from there. I'm going to win from here. If we'll learn to fight our battles from where God has placed us and stop letting the enemy fight us from that place, because that's where he's... He didn't go to the first time that you said, now I lay me down to sleep. He went to the place you began to pray in tongues. That's where he's fighting you from. Oh, he knows you ain't there yet. Because you ain't got there yet. You, you're still over here. Now I lay me down. To, but boy, he know, uh-uh, I gotta, let, me get on, let me turn the heat up over here so the closer they get to it, the, the more fear comes up and they run away from it. That way they'll never get to this point so I ain't got to worry about them. So I'm going to fight them from over here. You think, come on, really? You honestly think that our adversary, the devil, y'all, the devil, that's, that's that old Pentecostal preaching, the devil, the devil is a lie, the devil. Do y'all really think he's fair? Do y'all really think he's going to hold a board meeting with you? To figure out what you can handle and what you can't handle before he unleashes the dogs. I don't care about you. I mean, he, do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm saying? He flat don't care. He don't care. Verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book. (laughs) Write it for a memorial in the book. And recount it in the hearing of Joshua. That I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name the Lord is my banner. I, I, tell, I don't want to get hung up in this, but every time that someone in the Bible was introduced to God in a certain way, God put a name to it. Because that's another level in God. God is multidimensional. That's why when he said, when he told Mo, when Moses said, well, who am I supposed to tell them that's coming? Who, who did I say sent me? He, God said, look, dude, I can't, if I, there ain't enough paper. Just tell them this. Just say I am and fill in the blank. <laughs> your worst nightmare. <laughs> That's who sent me. <laughs> your wor- <laughs> he said, I'm your worst nightmare. No, all right, never mind. And Moses built that altar and he called it, the Lord is my banner. For he said, because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. The Lord 
is my banner. Write, write this for a memorial. Some of you, anybody in here have a battle that they have one? <laughs> it don't have to be a major one, just a little one. Uh, just, there's one right there. Okay, great. There's two. All right. Now, now we're doing it. Now, you, you going, I ain't being left out. I've won something I know. <laughs> but we've all had a battle somewhere in our life that we would consider victorious in. Yeah. Write it down. Because, you see, you need to, he said that you might put it back out in Joshua's presence, that you may put it back out into your children's presence so that your children's children and that your children's children's children would understand who God was, who God is, what God can be, who God can be. I mean, they, you, you've got to write this, you've got to share this for generation to generation to generation. It's got to be shared. The good news has got to be shared. There is a coming king. His name is Jesus. You've got to share the gospel. And if your children don't see where God intervened in your life, how are they? See, I, I've said this once before because I, I loved it in the Bible where it said, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's how they prayed. I want my kids to pray. The father of daddy and mama. I want, I want the same God that showed up for my mom and dad. I want that same, because right now, God, I'm in that part, and I need that same God to show up. You want to leave a heritage for your children? You leave them knowing this, no matter where they are in life, God never fails. Amen. Amen. Never. He never fails. Amen. Jehovah Nisi. Nisi is... This is that banner. I'm almost done. Just hang on. Jehovah Nisi. That's when, when they would go to war, there would be a banner that would be stretched between two poles. And when they would blow the horn, the armies would rush and meet there under that banner. Basically like a roll call. Getting, are you here? Okay, are you? Everybody would rush to the banner. And go up under the banner. <laughs> Jehovah Nisi. See, yes, I, I want my kids to know that when we call Jehovah Nisi, <laughs> that they come and they run to the banner. Because it's up under that banner they remember that God is our banner. He, he's, he's the one that will, He covers us, He is the spot that we run to. We don't just run out and fight. We, we come to the spot first. Let's, let's meet with God first. See, stop trying to fight your fights by yourself. Meet with God first so that he might have you to say or do the right thing. Quit being so quick and gun slinging, man, trying to shoot people down. 
Get in God's face every one of once in a while. Shut your mouth and open your ears. I mean, get, get in God's face sometime. Stop getting in people's face. So remember this. When the battles of life wage war on you in the valleys, grab the rod of God. You know you have it. It's power and authority in Jesus Christ. We, you, you've got, all right, you've got the rod of God. You grab Aaron, your spirit, and you grab her, your soul. And you get to the mountaintop as fast as you can get there. Because it's there you'll find your victory. The first time in my life I think I've ever closed by landing a plane. Normally I shut the motor off and it crashes. But I'm done. <laughs> 